Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the tribes of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, a star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, and it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. So I know we have some children here. I saw them coming in. Come up, let's do a little children's homily. I promise to show you a diorama obscura. I have a hard time saying that. Okay, come, have a seat. And tell me what you see in this box. You see the baby Jesus? You don't see anything. It's kind of dark, isn't it? That's because it's obscured. Watch what happens when I turn on the light. Now what do you see? Now you see the baby Jesus. And the three wise men because they were guided by a star. You see, sometimes things are hidden from us until God turns on the light and we can see things that we couldn't see before. There are a lot of things in the world that are obscure. But when God turns on the light, we can see clearly. And who do we see? We see Jesus. That's right. Because God always shines his light on Jesus. And Jesus can take care of us through everything, can't he? So, remember, when things sometimes seem dark and you're not certain what's going on, always pray that God turns the light on for you so you can see Jesus and know which way to go. Okay? All right, you can go back to your seats now. Thanks for coming up. Okay, that wasn't good. If I break my wife's nativity set, I'm in big trouble. Oh, 
Good morning. Epiphany. I promise to talk about Epiphany. Have you ever seen the movie Hook? There's a character in the movie Hook that keeps having epiphanies. What's his name? I forget, forget his name. He's like, he's like one of the sailors. And he goes, I had an epiphany, which meant he had an idea. He had a thought that, that he was confused. And then some, suddenly something became clear. See, the word epiphany or manifestation, which Bridget reminds us, is, means the same thing, is that things in life are hidden and that God can make them clear to us. Now, the truth is, in life, most things are hidden, aren't they? I mean, we have physical senses that we interact through the, through the, with the world, but they can only see a certain number of things, a very limited amount of the things that exist in our world. And even with our scientific instruments, we have a very limited view of the world. There's so much more to the world than we can even see. And if you're a physicist, you think of dark matter and dark energy and, and, um, and membrane, energy membranes and the, if you're a string theorist and all these things that we are not able to perceive. They're all hidden. They're all hidden in God. It is God's way to be hidden you notice that? That we go through life and we don't always see what God is doing. We're, we're, we sometimes get confused. Why is God hidden? He's hidden because his nature is love. See, God is constantly doing for us, constantly giving to us. But he doesn't make a big deal out of it because when you live a life of love, you like to do things for the people you love, right? But you don't want to make a big deal out of it. You wash the dishes for your, for your spouse or you, you take care of things and you don't announce it because you're doing it not for recognition and you're, you're doing it for love. And that's how God treats us. He does it for love. But he also gives us a star. Now, I was a sailor, and I know a little bit about being guided by stars. When I was a sailor, which was a long time ago, before there was GPS, you actually had to use this thing called a sextant to find an azimuth on a star. Anybody here ever used a sextant? Oh, you're all very fortunate. They're very complicated. <laughs> and the math after you get the azimuth is even worse than just trying to find the azimuth. But through the stars, we were able to guide ourselves, to lead ourselves across the ocean. God gave the wise men a star, a little point of light. And the fact that everything was dark around that light didn't matter as long as they followed that light. Before Jesus... And St. Paul kind of mentions this in, in that second reading. Things were hidden. People didn't understand who God was and what his plan was. God desired to reveal himself to mankind, but he did it kind of slowly. He selected a man by the name of Abraham. He selected him because Abraham rejected idolatry. And because of that act of faith, God chose him to create the nation in which he would reveal himself to all mankind. 
And then as that nation grew and we had Moses and the experience of the Exodus, the, the writing of the law that created the culture of God on earth, the voice of, the, of David, of Solomon, of the prophets, all to bring us to understand that God was going to reveal himself to all mankind. And as Isaiah the prophet wrote, when God revealed himself, the knowledge of the Lord would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And in the fullness of time, God revealed himself. He came to us in humility. He came to us as a child. Now throughout life, there are many ways to approach God. We can approach God in prayer and in sacrament, as we do here this morning. Some people try to approach God through, through science or through meditation, or, in an, or through service, in a number of ways that we try to, to reach out to God, to what our limited understanding of God is. And God will be found when we seek him, as long as we seek him in humility, because God comes to us in humility. And so these men from the East, these magi, now that's an interesting word. You may know what magi means. All right, it's it's actually it's it's not a real word. It's actually a Greek word that that translators were afraid to translate or didn't know how to translate. So they just what they call transliterated it. They just took the sound of the Greek word and made it into an English word, the magi, which which is the Greek word from which we get our word magician. It's usually translated in scripture sorcerers which is really bizarre. That's why translators don't translate it. We don't want to have this picture of sorcerers kneeling around the Christ child. But there were men who had, a, had sought God. They sought God. They were men of spiritual nature, even though they were separated from the religion of the Jews. They were Gentiles. They lived far off somewhere. We don't even sure where they are. There's a little town in Turkey that claims that the Magi passed through that, their town. And they also claim that there were 12 of them. We don't know how many Magi there were. The Bible doesn't say. We always picture three because there are three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But there were these group of men who sought God. We might say that they were spiritual but not religious. And we know people like that, don't we? We know people that desire to know God, but they've been disappointed by religion. They've been disappointed by the church. And I want to assure you that if you have family or friends or neighbors or people you work with that like to call themselves that, I'm spiritual but not religious, God has not given up on them. They are seeking God. They desire to know God. They're confused but the confusion, quite frankly, is not their fault. Their confusion is our fault. Because the church has not always presented Jesus in the purity of his love and his mercy and compassion that he is. We make things too confusing for them. And so they don't know how to turn. But God has given a star we can follow that light that God gives us. 
and in that we can become the epiphany of God. If we live the life that Jesus has called us to live, if we share the love and the compassion and the mercy of Jesus with the people we come in contact with, then we become the epiphany of God to them. We can become a star. That is God's desire for us on this epiphany, to change our thought processes, to change our attitudes, to change the way we live, to be completely consumed by Jesus, completely consumed by his love and mercy and compassion, and become that light for others to follow. That's the question that comes to us on Epiphany. Are we being an Epiphany? See, God has given his light to us. God has given us his love. God has given us his joy. And it's an exciting thing. And we come here to in mass to worship because of the incredible gifts that God has given us. But the great thing about love is the more love you give away, the more love you have. The more joy you give away, the more joy fills your soul. The more light you share with others, the more light God brings into your life. We're not meant to be graspers of the light. We're meant to be conduits of the light, to allow the light to shine not just into us, but out of us, through us, because the world needs a star. In the darkness that surrounds us, God has appointed us to be lights. God has appointed us to share his epiphany, to make him revealed in a world where God is hidden. He has given us the opportunity to make him known, to make him seen and understood. And then our lives become ever more full of his presence. And not only is our world transformed, but the world of those around us. So this epiphany, we not just look to the star, let us become the star for others.